0: Okay, my name is Lou and I'm a compulsive gambler. My last bet was shooting dice in Atlantic City 29 years ago. I was 60 years old. Oh. Step eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. My process to recovery continues because I keep writing and surrendering each in each step. The written part starts in step four. Let me go down. I can't find the button to go down. Hold on. Where's this stupid button?
1: What are you looking for? Oh,
0: here, here we are. I here hear you. Who is that? I hear you. Okay. All right. In step five, in step four, I wrote my list of character defects as well as my accomplishments. In step five, that information. I shared that information with my sponsor and other addicts. In step six, I worked at being entirely ready to have these defects of character removed. In step seven, I asked my higher power in the serenity prayer to remove my shortcomings by blessing me with courage and wisdom. In step eight, I asked... Step eight asked me to write and identify... All the people I have harmed and become willing to make amends to them all so I can achieve my true purpose in life. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Willie. Who wants to go Joey,
3: Joey, Joey.
2: My name is Joey. I have the
3: addition of being a compulsive gambler. I have the good fortune of uh, being at, at a step meeting for most of the years in the program and i've been in the program for 43 years i think and 41 of them have been at a step meeting so i i know the power that these steps have have given me power in the sense of recovery uh, not power in the sense of anything else but the fact is that uh each step keeps putting me in a proper frame of mind and and it's just an amazing program I keep saying that, I'm trying to sell it, but nobody's buying it. In any event, AA knew what they were doing. And now we're talking about step eight, where it's asking me to make a, to make a list of all the persons I had harmed. Boy, this stuff! I had a hard time with this. First of all, it was too early for me to even deal with it when I first came in. And I don't know if I got around to it in the second year or even the third year, because uh, I wasn't ready for it. And And believe it or not, the step is in two parts. Uh and, and the first part is, is making me acknowledge the fact and I wasn't comfortable with dealing with the mess I left behind and how I played with people, people that were close and near friends, friends and family especially. It was uh it was a tough step. And I and I try to justify it in so many different ways. I would, I would just keep saying I'm not up to it, I'm not up to it. But God knows when I did get up to it, everybody was very gracious. Uh, they went along with whatever I was able to give them back as far as finances were concerned. And then the the other portion of, of the lies and the things, that's something you have to put together within your own mind and stop punishing myself for my behavior because I realized most of my behavior, the reason why I was uncomfortable, was because my behavior changed and when I was addicted. I wasn't a nice person, and that's a heavy load to drag around with you for a good number of years, but as the program kept, you know, telling me this and telling me that and showing me this and so on, and it all came through, the steps and the people, both were absolutely part of the uh, position that I have today as a free person and a person in recovery without, without having to ever to make a bet again because it's it's about my thinking these days, and I I think it's the same in all addictions. Our thinking has to be dealt with, and that's what the steps do. It it challenges me, and it, and it puts me in a position of feeling better every time I
2: do a step. Thank you.
3: Thank you, uh,
2: Steve. You want to go next?
3: Sure. Sure, Lou.
4: Uh, when. <clears throat> When Gary left me a message, uh, he said that we'd be doing step seven tonight. Make a man for that, Gary. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> but, but I love it. But I also understand that when, uh, I you know, I know Lou for quite a number of years, so I understand that when, you know, Lou talks about the steps, uh, we don't have to just focus on one step. So, you know, step eight is is fine. I have no problem with with talking about that. So... Um, you know, I I guess we have to define uh I have to define I I had to define for myself what what harm meant. And uh you know, you know, by the broad definition, uh I could I could see that everyone who I came into contact with uh during my years of gambling in some way was impacted by my behavior and by the consequences of of my behavior. So it was it was pretty easy to make a list of uh, all the people who uh, surrounded me during during those years of gambling. Uh, you know, starting off with my parents, and then moving on to uh, my brother and and my wife and my and my two little kids, all the employers that I worked for, uh, whatever friends I had uh, managed to uh, to keep, and most of them I didn't keep because of uh, my behavior, and. Uh, even though I was reluctant at first to put myself on the list, I realized that uh, after some uh, after some thinking and some years of attending meetings that it was necessary to put myself on the list because without acknowledging the damage that uh, my own behavior had caused for me and the arrested development uh, that uh, was... Uh, uh, incurred because of my preoccupation with gambling and my choice of, of putting gambling before uh, other important activities, if I didn't acknowledge that and then put myself on the list, I couldn't have a complete recovery and uh, and I would be stuck at some, at some point. So uh, reluctantly, uh, uh, I put myself on the list. Um, so the, the first acknowledgment of uh, of making amends was the change in behavior that took place when I stopped gambling and started to attend meetings and started to practice the spiritual principles of uh, Gamblers Anonymous, kindness, generosity, honesty, and humility. When I started to do that and people would notice that I was a different person and they could uh, start to uh, you know, trust me again in terms of uh, what I what I said was uh, was the truth. That was uh, the beginning of the amends. The financial part was, uh, as was indicated before, was was really easy to uh, to, met, uh, you know, to make. I had a uh, I had a pressure relief group meeting. I lived by the budget. My wife Gloria took care of uh, of all the finances. My obligation was just to go out and work and uh, and be honest about that and not uh, have any secrets and not have any uh, any hidden agendas. And because of that, uh, um, I recall an incident uh, when I was in Gainesville Anonymous about seven or eight months. My parents, who I had done a tremendous amount of harm to, came to an open meeting. And uh, after the meeting, and as a matter of fact, Monsignor Dunn spoke at that meeting, at that open meeting. And after the meeting, my uh, father came to me and he said, now I understand all the things that, that happened were well, not because you were uh, just uh, a bad, evil person, but because you were sick. And that was uh, and that was a tremendous relief for me, and it was the beginning of making the amends. And just in closing, the, the amends continue um, on a daily basis, as most of the steps of the program... Continue on a daily basis, and the the part that applies to step eight is the ongoing process of recovery, the ongoing process where uh, I continue to to maintain the uh, the spiritual principles and practice them, and not fall back into any of the old behaviors uh, that would not only uh, eventually lead me back to gambling, but would uh, make the people who I care about and love uh, who surround me. Uh, susceptible to, to more consequences. So um, I don't know. I guess step eight is uh, just as important as any of the other steps. Thank you. Great.
3: Thanks, Thanks, Steve.
1: Yeah. Jeff, who, oh, you and me? Jeff B., compulsive gambler, last March, January 12, 1997. Jeff. I kind of agree with Steve that the, I really don't think about the financial harm financial harm was easy to categorize, easy to define, easy to quantify. It's the emotional harm that really gave me the struggle. Thinking about who did I really hurt? And I think about my parents, who had to worry about me constantly, who tell stories how they used to drive by my apartment just to make sure I was still alive. I mean, that put them through a lot of turmoil. I think about my sister in more. I had at that point, my nephews were probably seven and five in the throes of my gambling. And at one point, she said to me, I don't want you driving the kids around anymore. I feel uncomfortable with it. That was not easy for her to say. I put her through that turmoil. I think I mentioned at one of our other step meetings that um, the, my law partners had to come to me and say, we don't want you on the trust account check. That wasn't easy for them. They just didn't want me to have the signature power because they knew I was gambling. That's emotional, harm forcing people to do things they didn't want to do. But I think even more than that is the harm that people didn't even know they were being harmed. And I think of uh, some of my favorite people in the world who are teachers. And I think of my life in college and my life in law school and how gambling really stopped me from performing as well as I could have. And I kind of wasted opportunities that were given to me by other people. And so, to my mind, not living up to the capacity, not living up to my capabilities, to my potential, certainly enters into it. I feel like I cheated somebody who was sitting there trying to teach me. When I think about this step, um, it constantly gets added This is one of those steps that, as I reflect back, I think about it more and more. I mean, it's very interesting. I was in a meeting the other day, and the topic was guilt. And... For some reason, I had kind of an aha moment, and what I thought about was the fact that when I was gambling, and with most gamblers I know, when they're active, there is no sense of guilt. We're often what we call antisocial personality disorders. We don't care about anyone else, and to me, once I'm in guilt, that's a sign that I'm in recovery. It's a sign that I'm beginning to recognize I have an obligation, not only to myself, but to others, and that's, to me, also part of this step is recognizing my obligation to make well. It goes into step nine. But when you think about who you harmed and how you harmed them, the money's the easy part. But it's what's hard is really thinking about who be, whose life did I impact? Who did I cause to do things they wouldn't have done normally? I think about my brothers who had to be impacted because in my family, I got to blame for everything and they would use me as kind of a stepping stone, so to speak. They'd hide drugs in my room because they'd always get blamed on Jeff. But in some ways, I created that image where they could get away with it. So when I think of who I harmed, I harmed a lot of people. And some of the people I harmed wouldn't even know it. But I think the important thing is that I began to recognize what I had done. And Step 8 kind of teaches me to realize the effect I have on other people. And it's a painful step in many ways, but I think it's a useful step. Thanks.
2: Thank you, Jeff. Great. Um, I am Gary S., surrender date March 23rd, 1997. Thank you, um, Gary. I, I look at, uh, and, and I understand this step, and I've been through it many times with many different people. Um, I really understand putting myself on the list, but not on the top, all right? Maybe on the immense side of it, because I, I when I did step four, and, and we talked about the, the the fearless and moral and financial inventory. I, I took moral as look at myself within me, you know, all, all the dishonesty um, and, and a person that had no morals. Um, so I really looked at myself in step four a lot more than I looked at myself in, in step eight. Um, as, as far as making amends to it, it there, there were so many people that, that I had disrupted in my life um, through my career of gambling. Um, I think I mentioned in step four, You know, I, I didn't know what to do um, with listing people on to it. And Erwin and, um, at the time told me, if you affected somebody's life for a moment or changed that person's life for a moment, you owe them an amends. Um, that kind of made it easy for me because... Uh, Anybody that was around me got destroyed, all right? Um, whether you're an acquaintance or a friend or family, got destroyed. Um, so that made it real easy to list everybody that I knew um, down on it, and that's what I did. But then I wrote what what, what did I have to make amends for that person. Just because you're on my list, you know, there was so much, and I had to go into doing kind of a diary effect on, on each person. When I met that person – um, what was their relationship with me and what went on because my memory still to this day is, is just flashes of, of bits of information it, it, it's not a video of it. it, it's it's a quick photograph of it and and I have a lot of difficulty remembering um, all the destruction and the people around me that I destroyed so I've really had to go into great detail to, to look at this and list it and then do a story about my relationship with that person Um, and and after that how to figure out how to make amends on it like like Jeff had indicated there were so many people had not a clue what I did with not a clue friends that, that wanted to go away with me and go somewhere and I just couldn't do it because I had to stay close to a phone and and there was no cell phones at the time and I couldn't place my bets unless I drove miles to get to a a public phone or or denial of going away um, because I didn't have any money um, with that. Um, And I couldn't share that opportunity. And I included friends and family, a lot of with my family at the time. Um, So it was really difficult for me to really work on this step, and this was a rude awakening to me. Uh, I think out of all the steps, this was the one I feared the most. Um, to really sit down and work on um, my inventory was really easy or all, all the other stuff was easy All the other stuff was really easy for me to surrender and I think all the steps are about surrender But all the steps were easy for me to surrender because I was so destroyed going into this step. I had to remember Stuff that I I, I that that was, like I said with these flashes and then I had to remember the horrors that that I did and 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 that took a lot of brain digging and a lot of time for me to do it. So as much as I hated this step, it's the step that gave me the most in my recovery so far. Um, and and um, I, I, Jeff had we had talked about this in step four a bit, and Jeff said, "Oh, you have to put, you have to do your list and explain what your list was all about." And and now I have to go back and, and redo this list because my memory's a little better on people that I, I screwed around. Um, but I love it. I enjoy it. And um, I, I again, I love this opportunity with this group to do this with. And I hope more people come. And that's it for tonight, guys.
1: I was a child i full of laughter